Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, this is Gene Jennings. I'm with Chuck Gordon, and welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. And uh, Chuck, how are you doing today? I'm glad they're here, man. Glad people are joining us. They're listening. Hello, if our wives are listening, or hello, the only two listeners, perhaps our kids. But hey, I'm just glad to be with you. We're going to have fun talking today. And maybe a few other people will stumble across our podcast. So today, Chuck, we're going to talk about church membership. That sounds sounds good, man. Is it important? Is it necessary? What's the Bible say about it? What, what's been our experience with membership and maybe where we've been and where we're at today as we think about church membership? Sounds good, man. I know right now I just feel like you mentioned that. I feel like I should be extending you the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> As, as we're in the same room together. Yes, so. but then we have to vote on whether or not this is I can true. be a member of this podcast. <laughs> There's so many different ways. I don't, I don't know what you, we come from diverse backgrounds, but um, just the different ways churches have handled it. And it makes me wonder, and, and I really, for many years, hadn't even thought about it, but what is actually biblical and what is beneficial mm-hmm. and what is purely tradition, uh, traditional. Right. So I'm ending the other words in AL, so I shouldn't, you know. All right. Anyway, I'll keep going. So I'm, I'm rambling here. It's the preacher so, in you. I know. <laughs> but yeah. So what is, I know, is is church membership really necessary? And is, is it beneficial? Is it, you know, is it something that, that we should have? And uh, man, I'd love to hear from our, our listeners, man. The, uh, I, I think, is that a two million? Oh, that's two, wow. minutes, two minutes. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I thought, man, we really got popular all of a sudden. So, uh, well, I, I can tell you my background, um, you know, having been um, become a Christ follower as a 17 year old teenager in a traditional Baptist church. Um, in those days, you, you know, if you want to be a member of the church, there was the invitation hymn at the end of the service. And that was your opportunity to walk down the center of the aisle in front of all those strangers, you know, yeah. and they, the pastor would shake your hand and maybe get your name and the church secretary would run down there with a clipboard and a little uh, index card pre-printed by Broadman Press out of Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Yep. And you filled out your name, address and phone number or what have you. And then at the end of the song, uh, you would turn and face the congregation and the pastor would introduce you and, and they would extend, as you said earlier, the right hand to fellowship and they would vote on whether or not, you know, do you receive Gene Jennings to be a member of so-and-so church? And they would raise their hand or say amen, and then they would come by and give you the right hand of fellowship in the service, and that's how you became a member of the church. And yeah. when you think about it, I think that's like, that's kind of bizarre almost. It's not how you can just, I mean, I guess theoretically you could have walked into any church on any Sunday and you could join a different church every Sunday, and they would yep. nobody would ever know, right? Exactly. Except for you. And, and what? <laughs> and, and it makes you go back again. That's where, uh, not mocking it, but at the same time looking at, at what things have we done, just because that's how it's always been done. And mm-hmm. is it really truly beneficial to the the family or the person that's come down and saying, "Hey, I want to align with this body"? And is it beneficial to the church? Um, because if all we're doing is basically saying by you coming forward, somehow you're now a member though you have no clue who that person is mm-hmm. and and they have no clue what the really church believes. Maybe they heard the pastor preaching or, or maybe they heard one of the other staff members, you know, really give a dynamic message. Right. And um, of course that would rock the 
for, for many pastors, that would be the unthinkable <laughs> because uh, that other staff member did a better job, quote unquote. That's right. Um, you never want the youth pastor to overshadow the no, senior no, pastor. No, that's not allowed. That, that's illegal in, in most <laughs> churches, I understand. But, but anyway, nothing sacred here, guys. But, but it's, it's one of those, I, I wonder how many of us, if we really thought it through, if we prayed it through, and if we really process it through with our leadership team, um, I wonder how many of us we've actually even gone so far as to set our search, our church up for something that's not healthy. Uh, if we don't have, you know, if we really haven't answered that question, is church membership necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things scripture says, but you know, it doesn't actually define, Hey, you need to be a member of a church. Right. You know? And so, I feel like that's where we probably need to start is what does the scripture say about it? And I know we've, uh, we've grabbed a few verses or passages uh, Romans chapter 12, as you, most of you probably know, that talks about the body of Christ and talks about that if each one of us is one body, has many, we have many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And Chuck, I would say on that particular passage, that idea of members or being a member of your physical body is different than what we think of, we think about being a member of a church or a member of a country club or a member of some kind of fraternal organization. Those are, that's a different kind of members. I don't know that that's a, a good, um, if that context is really for church membership in our discussion, what do you think? Am I? Well, I, I, I know that, that if our, uh, you know, flashback, a uh, couple of decades, few decades, I'd be sitting in front of one of my favorite professors, Dr. Jack McGorman and, Chuck, what does this mean? This pars the Greek, my son. And um, I, I actually can't do this at that moment. And uh, I wish wish I could remember. But but I know also in the context of what was being said there, it, it wasn't talking about signing a roll, shaking a hand, having a church body vote over you. Uh, and so again, what was healthy at that time? Again, just you know, calling people to take a step of uh, being aligned with, of course, saying you're a Christ follower back then, and what we say now, you know, our life is not in danger or threat of persecution here in the United States for that. Uh, we may think that, you know, somebody slights us or, or uh, uh, there's a, you know, left wing whatever that is going to boycott our business or otherwise mm-hmm. because we claim we're Christ follower. That, that's not persecution based on what they dealt with then. Right. Um, but to be a member of the body then was to align with and say, as you said, well, you know, I'm a Christ follower. And that that meant uh, everything I have is is uh, in pursuit of Jesus Christ, and um, I'm aligning with this this org- this group, not an organization, but this group. Right. Um, so, what other scriptures do you have that pertain to this subject? I think of immediately uh, Ephesians two, uh, nineteen and following says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens of God's people and members of God's household. And that members of God's household again. That aligns with that that belief of we're, we're a part of a body of a family. And it goes on built in the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. So, again, it, it's when we say we're members, uh, I believe a lot of churches, when they build up their membership structure, it is built on that that thing. of We're, we're not foreigners and aliens, but we are fellow citizens, God's people. We're members of God's household. And uh, if we are building our membership based on that, you know, that, that's huge. Uh, like I said, I go back to what you did. I, I grew up in a, a different denomination and we had a confirmation class as a, 
I don't know, I can't remember how old we were. I just remember we went through these classes and I don't remember thinking about it. I just remember <laughs> at the end of it, they gave us a red Bible that we went through it and it was signed by the, the pastor of the church I was part of. And we were therefore officially uh, members of the church. And I had no clue what tithing was and no clue, you know, what serving was. Right. I really, to be honest, in that situation, I had no clue what salvation was. Um, it was just what you did at that age. And you got a red Bible. Once you got a red Bible, man, you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, and like Flynn, you're you're you know you're a part of the team. Um, so have we missed out by assuming if people go through classes or even you know that? So I'm, right. I'm hitting on holy ground now. Because, yeah, yeah. You're... You know, we've all set up whole, you know some type of class, or many right. of us have. So um, what what have you what is have you seen as being effective when it comes to membership? Well, I will say it sounds like where we're hitting this conversation so far is maybe we don't think membership is so important, but I think what we are saying is maybe our approach to membership hasn't been ding, ding, ding. great in the past, at least you in our past. Prize, you won the prize. <laughs> thank you. That's thank what you. we're trying to say. I've gone um, awry and saying it. Yeah. My apologies. So, you know, I'm not a biblical scholar, um, but I, I think... Well, I'm leaving this maybe, podcast. Maybe. I know. Well, y'all just, everybody just turned off. Anyway... <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I can make a case for it biblically. There's some other scriptures that we haven't read yet. Um, but I will say in my perspective, in my experience, I like our membership class. We, we require membership class at, at our church. Um, I like that we, uh, that we do that not to increase our numbers. In fact, we don't really measure our church by membership. We measure by attendance. That's how we measure our growth. Um, so it's not about getting members. It's not about, and the membership doesn't buy you a lot of privileges here. We even say that, you know, often. Um, so it's not like you have to be a member to do this or that. Um, you can pretty much do anything uh, with just one or two exceptions um, here at our church without being a member. But having said all that, I like our membership class because we encourage people to attend it so they can discover who we are, what we believe, how we're structured, uh, you know, kind of look at our playbook, so to speak, you know, how the church started, how we approach things, why we do the things that we do. Um, so I like it because it helps everybody get on the same page and understand who we are. It obviously helps them to get to know our pastor and some of the other leaders. And so it's just kind of a, it's really a family gathering to say, hey, um, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you've been attending our church. You're curious enough enough, curious enough about us to want to know more. So we're going to tell you more and share with you how you can be a, a player on this team. Um, but membership is, we don't push it a whole lot. We, we offer it, obviously, and people do join class uh, after the class. Um, but the real intention in my mind is just letting them know what we're all about, who we are, what we're all about, why we do what we do, um, you know, on Sunday morning and throughout the week. Um, so that's why it's valuable to me, um, really the class more than just getting a name another name on the roll and saying, Hey, we've got X number of members. Yep. No doubt. Well, um, I, I feel like, not feel like, excuse me. I know that uh, many churches out there have um, had something when it comes to membership. Like I said, most uh, in a few decades back, it simply was you walk down the aisle and shake right. hands. Then revolutionary thing happened. You know, a guy named Rick Warren came out of nowhere. I've heard of him. I know yeah. it's amazing, but um, anyway, he developed the, uh, uh, the baseball diamond and, and, you know, the, the different bases, there's membership, maturity, ministry, and missions. And, and a lot of churches have adopted a form of that over the years. Mm -hmm. Now, some would 
say no, they reject that or reject Warren, he's too liberal or whatever else. It's like, at the same time, I believe more churches than have not have, have adopted a form of that or rewritten it or whatever. I know I was a part of a church that went from extending the right hand of fellowship and everybody vote mm. to they said, wait, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden kind of pulled this in and even incorporated it with all of the, at the time, the Sunday school classes. And I thought it was a pretty incredible way of, of, of doing it saying, okay, how do we bring everybody in the church along? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, we're not going to grandfather everybody in. Well, you've been a member of whatever else. Let's help them, you know, for that person that basically says, you know, we talk about tithing. They're like, I tithed back in 1973 when they had a youth (laughs) camp going and I gave $53. And, uh, you know, that's, it's like, okay, that's not really a tithe. But anyway, (laughs) that said, how do you bring those, everybody along to where they understand what quote unquote membership is in the context of scripture um, and, and how is it truly, you know, a, a biblical concept or is it something, is this the way we, as the, the American church are trying to bring people along and what discipleship is. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I believe there's a lot of validity to having a structured thing, like what you're saying, discover, uh, the one, one evening thing, uh, to whether it's, you know, four Sundays or, or maybe it's incorporated through a Sunday school class, bringing everybody along to say this is what the the body of christ is and maybe this is what the vision of this church is and here's what scripture says about aligning with the body right Uh, otherwise i i I really believe we tend to have a lot of people that are out there floating and they interpret translate whatever they want to do as being well i'm a i'm a christian yeah it's like yeah that's sure that's that's churchianity in america but what is a christ follower right and i believe that's where if we do membership right um it can bring people along in steps of discipleship yeah. in essence. You know, if we could step into some kind of alternate universe and I could see what our church would be like if we didn't offer this membership class, yeah, yeah. I feel like we would not be nearly as successful. Um, I had to be careful with the word successful, Understand. but yeah. I feel like we wouldn't nearly be in the place we're at today if we had not had um, that class, because I'm afraid if we had too many people just walk it down the aisle and sign a card and there's no time spent with them. There's no class or there's no explanation of why we sing certain songs at our church, why we do certain things a certain way, why we don't do certain things. Um, I feel like we'd have a, I feel like our attenders would be um, a whole lot less engaged with what we're doing here. And they would just kind of be just showing up for the show, so to speak, and not really taking part in. And I really feel like the, the Discover membership class, whatever you want to call it, is important to let people know this is our mission. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And this is why we do what we do. I just feel like whatever church environment you're in, however it works best for you, I just feel like that is a key, key element to growing your church and and helping your church mature and and, and make disciples and be missional. uh, Yeah, I believe it all goes back to what you term as as being successful. I know for Eugene, it's you're wearing all the gold chains you're wearing right now. Absolutely. And yeah, all the gold rings on and it just, you know, that is success. And uh, anyway, no, he's, he's not. Okay, well, let me go and disarm. He's not wearing all that. But but the... Uh, I'm kind of uh, like Kip when he fell in love with La Fonda right now. <laughs> in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Okay, where's that reference? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that is true. That is true. That, yeah. I I never now I will not be able to see without thinking of Kip. Okay, that, thank you for reframing my <laughs> my thoughts of you there, Gene. But no, it, it, it's a 
bottom line, again, and then we can go back and forth, and, and I have no doubt some are sitting there with, with a scriptural context of what membership is, and you're thinking, well, what about this verse? What about this? Doesn't it all boil down to Matthew 28 that we're to go out and make disciples? We're to go and make disciples. And, and so what are we doing as a, a church body uh, for those that are gathering uh, under our leadership? What are we doing to make disciples with them? And in essence, it, it seems like in the context of who we are as an American church, uh, membership, if done well, is a, can be a part of the process of making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not working, then don't do it. But at the same time, if you're not doing something to take steps deliberately with a body, it, it just seems like it would be a wise thing to do. To so set up a system of these are steps uh, to grow. In, in fact, I, I believe, it's, which some of you said is, is probably uh, – an overused expression, as long as we're alive, we have a next step to take following Jesus. That's right. And so are we leading people down a progressive path of taking steps following Christ? And membership can be a part of just emphasizing the importance of what are those next steps? I'd love for those that are listening to maybe email us if they know of any other or other ways churches do membership. Now, you mentioned to me before we started uh, when you're at the church, when y'all were going to kind of change it up and do membership a different way, did I understand you right? They had like four topics, four weeks of classes per topic, membership, ministry, maturity, and missions, yes. kind of taken from we the Rick Warren, Rick Warren, Rick Warren Bible, baseball diamond thing. Um, and so it was 16 weeks of classes? Or, I, and then you said, or you could just go to a Sunday afternoon class. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm choosing Sunday no. afternoon. <laughs> Okay, 16 was, weeks or Sunday. Yeah, I'll go to Sunday. I think it eventually became, it was trying to bring the whole church along. So we kind of grandfathered everybody in by going everybody and, and took the each topic membership, took it over four weeks, broke it out, more in-depth study, maturity over four weeks, in-depth study, uh, ministry or serving, you know, yada, yada. Um, but then after everybody went through that, then we, I, I thought we went to, it was like, it was probably like four Sunday afternoons. They could come for an hour and a half each and they go through. So it was much more condensed, oh, okay. but, but I, I'm trying, I know I'm uh, anyway, I, I may be way off on that, but I think it was just trying to bring everybody along and that, you know, church memberships, not just sitting here and um, you show up and right. therefore you're a member and you get the, well, but they do, if they show up, they do get to vote on the carpet color. Hey, that man, is huge. That's, that's important. That's, that's important. Why else would we have membership? Every 20 church? years, that's a, that's the biggest vote. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I will say this. You know, we do our class in about an hour and a half is our goal. Sometimes we go over a little bit. And, you know, honestly, hour and a half is not enough to cover. I mean, even when we get to our theological beliefs and all that, it's a quick run through. Um, so we definitely can't cover things in depth, but at least we're introducing uh, those in the class about, who we are as a church, and we and we do give them a booklet with all the details. Yep. Um, so I, I guess I said all that to satellite to also know maybe some other churches. How many classes do they offer? Yep. If they offer a class, how long do they run? Do they do maybe they do four Sunday afternoons, you know, in a row? Um, that's probably a great idea. I'm not sure about retention. You know, exactly. at least in my experience, you know, you start with 50 people and you end up with 10 by the fourth week. So um, anyway, but so if you're listening, I'd love for you to email us and just kind of let us know some other thoughts on membership and how you do it and how you think it ought to be done exactly. and what you believe about it. Love to hear it. I know we don't want to lower the bar. If anything, you want to raise the bar. Right. But how do we do it in a way where we bring people along in discipling the fall of Christ? Absolutely. Okay. 
Well, Chuck, uh, that's about it for today. You got anything to say to wrap it up? No, man. Just excited to have y'all with us and hope you continue this journey with us as we pursue Jesus. And um, man, let's do everything we can to live reckless for the one who loves us most. Amen. Tell us, give us your email address. Tell us how to contact you with Connect Hope. Chuck G at connecthope.org. That's C-H-U-C-K-G at C-O-N-N-E-C-T-H-O-P-E dot O-R-G. Okay, you got that. You can slow down the recording. You didn't get that. But anyway, check us out there. And um, again, thanks so much for joining us. An honor. All right, great. Y'all go out there and connect hope. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.